everybody, welcome to this new episode of Lateral Conversations. I had a very interesting and delightful conversation yesterday with Elizabeth DeBold. So delightful, in fact, I'm still psyched about it and processing all the topics and themes and things we talked about. Very, very interesting stuff. I hope it's the same for you, Elizabeth. She's a best-selling author of the book Mother-Daughter Revolution. She's a developmental psychologist, keynote speaker, consultant, and has worked at the forefront of gender and cultural evolution. For over three decades, she is an expert in, in all things feminism and gender and spirituality. I don't know if the term spiritual teacher would be r right uh, in her case, but she is a very experienced facilitator of what she calls the higher we space um, co-creation. So and we, we talked a lot about the intersectional parts of feminism, gender and spirituality topics that don't usually go together. But if you mix them up, it's, it's fascinating what can come out of this. So we talked a lot about feminism, as I said, The maybe the end of feminism the, or the role of feminism in a post-postmodern age. We talked about gender, about Judith Butler, about what is biological and what is uh, cultural conditioned. What is the impact of and the goal of spirituality in, in context of feminism and gender. We even talked about Hillary Clinton and Saturday Night Live and everything it was very 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 interesting i very much hope you will enjoy it as you see on my website you can not only download the podcast and listen to the audio file i also have some new software to record the incoming video streams and put them together in a split screen video put them up on youtube so maybe that's your thing or maybe you just Uh, enjoy listening to the audio file instead. Um, anywho, um, what you also see on my website is that you can support this podcast if you want, either by using the Amazon affiliate link, which you can use if you want to buy some stuff at Amazon's, or you can click on the patron link and become a patron of my podcast. Patreon is a crowdfunding site. I think this is a very great thing. As you can imagine, uh, conducting and producing a podcast is a lot of work. You have to acquire interesting and new guests. You have to prepare for the conversation. You have to have this conversation. You have to edit it and upload it and advertise it. And these are a lot of hours work in a week for something which is supposed to be free. I intend to do like four podcasts a month maybe sometimes a little bit more sometimes I fear it's a little bit less but um, these are my plans because I also have something else some other stuff uh, to attend to but if you want to support this podcast you can be a patron and um, say okay I pledge now like um, a coffee a month so to speak for this work and 
I have some additional income for buying some new equipment software or even to uh, book a flight and visit interesting guests. As you can imagine, conversations are much more fluent if you can sit next to somebody and look them in the eye instead of doing all this via Skype. So if you want to support this, you, you can do so and help me develop this thing. So um, enough of this stuff. Coming back now to Elizabeth DeBolt. This was a great conversation. I, I hope you will enjoy it. So all the best to you. Have a good time. See you next week. So, Elvis, mm. thank you Hello. for thank you for coming to this podcast. Oh, I, you're I welcome. Was really, I was really looking forward to this. Great, great. We haven't had a we haven't had a a, a, real, a conversation really ever, have we? Well, I mean, we've had a couple of, of short conversations. Uh, I have vivid, vivid recollection of our time in Nuremberg at the Intro Conference. Yeah. Uh, three years ago and mm -hmm. two years ago in Budapest. Yep. And yep. uh, it was always great talking to you. Yeah, I remember that too. Mm. It, we, were we were drinking wine at the evening and with, with Tom and with the other yeah. guys. It was, it was fun. Mm? Yeah, good. <laughs> good. No, so, um, yes? So this is our first chance to really go, go in deep. I hope so. I we'll hope go so. in deeper. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really wanted, wanted to talk to you because, um, because of those topics which you are an expert in, like feminism, gender, and, and spirituality. And I think these are most uh, important topics. And, and I guess the, this relationship between these two are really interesting to, to cover, especially in, 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 in a post-postmodern context. You know, mm -hmm. like for, for me, feminism is something which emerges in, 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 in post-modernity like 50, 60 years ago and came to flourish and there were lots of iterations and, and now there's like coming a new era or new time zone and I was asking myself, okay, where, where is feminism going? For yeah. example, so yeah. so in, in the postmodern age, the yeah. same with gender and and of course spirituality and how how do these topics and and fields of study and discourse connect with mm -hmm. with each other? So, mm -hmm. well, and I, I thought you were you were the perfect person to talk about because last time it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> great, great. Well, these th this is my beat, if you will. Mm. You know, mm. this is this is uh, uh, this is my yeah my backyard. Mm. Um, so I'm 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 happy to do it, mm. and I think what you what you started with is already very interesting mm. because in I would suggest that in a post postmodern context something like feminism wouldn't be particularly relevant. Yeah, I wondered. I, I asked myself that is feminism something that uh, is contained to postmodernism mm -hmm. that it's in a way has run its course, mm -hmm. and and now you have to be feministic informed to be mm -hmm. post postmodern mm -hmm. so that that was my initial idea so yeah, how no I, I think you're right i think mm. you're right i think that i mean it's interesting because there's there's often sort of what you know integral feminism or mm. you know what but but my you can talk about integral theory in terms of let's say ken wilber's work mm. applied to feminist theory or mm. looking at feminist theory from integral theory or mm. vice versa um, but in terms of 
a, an actual post-postmodern stage of development or consciousness, it would have to have internalized, as mm. you were saying, mm. the, the fundamental insights from, from feminism. Also, mm. I would suggest from the men's rights movement and be something that then is looking toward integration beyond that, looking for what is identity beyond that polarity. Mm. Because I think a, a lot of what a post-postmodern context is, is one in which we're looking at an integration of binaries and polarities mm. that have been really reified in modernity, flipped upside down in post-modernity, mm often yes. and and then and then it would have to be integrated at a higher level a post postmodern context okay so how how would that look like how that, how would that man manifest itself in 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 a person how hmm? i think probably a great deal uh, a, a great deal of of fluidity mm. you know a great deal of of fluidity in terms of you know that 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 one wouldn't wouldn't exemplify an alignment with I think the the kind of modernist gender gender norms mm. that that one has access to the entire range of of human capacity and human mm. um, human potentiality mm. that that uh, and I also think that this and this may be where spirituality comes in mm. that 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 there is a move toward a capacity for creativity mm. and aliveness that is a, a new manifestation of eros that is not an eros that is that is simply embedded in, in uh, eros mm. yes 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 yeah. Uh, mm. yeah that isn't simply embedded in in bodies or in creativity uh, or or you know creativity in terms of art or one's personal um, you know talents or so forth, mm. but that there would be a capacity for uh, for engagement mm. in a co-creative creativity. Mm. And you can't have that kind of co-creation when you're engaging in dominant dominant subordinate. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that, true. That's true. Mm. So if, if as soon as we get beyond and, and that's... Or, or even in feminist narratives. Absolutely, it's, it's 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 the same. It's not only modernist narratives and and structures. It's it's the the the, the concept of women's rights. I mean, women's rights are, are most important as as well as men's rights, as you said. But you have to um, grow beyond this to to um, fully integrate this, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd so. have to consider men's rights and women's rights. I mean, basically, as an extension of the of the modernist franchise. You know the democracy etc et um, mm. and that that's a given you know it's, no, it's I, I was given. i was thinking about this because as I, as i told you i think when you are on the spiritual path and and uh, you are on a healthy path you develop naturally a, a, a good understanding about what what it means to be feministic informed mm -hmm. uh, equally so in, in gender issues and and so so i guess there's a big interconnection between those topics Yeah, I, I would think so, and I, I, I'm not I'm not sure that that's always the case. Mm. I mean, it's it's very interesting. We um, in uh, in the course that we're doing right now, One World in Dialogue, we just had mm. uh, Raúl Quinones Rosado um, oh. with working with us, and and he was saying that that when one is is focused on 
um, a, a higher state of development, or, mm. or, or trying to acquire these these states, or even stages of, of awareness, okay. um, without doing the kind of social identity work mm. around the patterns of dominance and subordination that one mm. has has absorbed mm. and that one meets the world with. If mm. you haven't done that kind of work, that you you end up maybe having uh, a capacity for a certain kind of depth, but it won't be met by a fuller embrace of humanity. Mm. And you of course, I'm and right. I and I think that I think that's that's true. I, I think that um, that without really, and, and that would be what it would mean to embrace the the kind of insights of postmodernity. Mm. Yes, um, there's so much um, to talk about because um, I'm, I'm always thinking about also ahead of these conversations, and I make my notes and and <laughs> I, I, so so you 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 said humanity and and not like uh, values of 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 the man or the woman, but mm. but the human range. You talked mm -hmm. about the human range. So mm. and I guess this is uh, like a like a good jumping off point that you can access when you are like. Feministically informed, and when you are at the post-postmodern stage, that you, you that you have a range that you can, for example, uh, exhibit more feminine or more masculine uh, character traits, or, or or how how do you imagine those? Things? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're you're using feminine and masculine. Uh, yes, and this is the problem because it's already <laughs> it's still um, within the within the narratives the of right, yes. right, exactly. Mm. Um, instead of, which is why I use that the sort of range of human human mm. potential or capacity, or mm. you know, if you want, it is agency and communion, mm. but or or a capacity for receptivity as well mm. as as uh, assertion, mm. um, uh, a, fl uh, a fluency and and clarity intellectually mm. as and also emotionally. Mm. Um, we're talking about about. Uh, a post-Cartesian split, mm. you know, an engagement that is that is um, that, that 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 kind of functions more at a, a kind of intuitive place that is that is both embodied and highly intelligent. Mm. You know, looking looking at at potential uh, potentials for aliveness. Yes, and how those can emerge in uh, in engagement with others. Mm. Uh, Rather than than something that is dichotomous or embraces a, a an historical polarity, mm. I think it uh, implies a, a sort of internal freedom to access those different traits of human behavior, and I Absolutely. think this is, and I think that's that's important not to because even the feminist stance is a, is a stance, you know, and yes. you see this in this you see this in this discourse and in, in the media that. Uh, with with the outcries and whatever you see um, that those people are still inhibit uh, those those narratives and those behaviors and uh, uh, fixed to mm -hmm. those so and, and I, I guess um, yeah it, it's a re it's reactive mm. right it's exactly. reactive and exactly. reactive is not creative exactly and 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 it it is uh, I mean it comes from a certain set of assumptions sometimes they vary different camps. Mm. Have different sets of assumptions, mm. but but they're um, it, it's not a. It, I think your your choice of the word freedom is really interesting. Mm. 
because it's it's actually a very deep kind of freedom. Exactly. Because mm. we're talking, and this is again, I think, where it gets spiritual because we're talking about a freedom, a freedom from these the the, the compulsive habits mm. of the identities that we've been raised with. At exactly. this point, I don't know where where it will go, but but the capacity to be able to have some measure of freedom of consciousness from the, the, the patterns and habits that we engage with, that we consider me or mm. not me, mm. and are able to engage in the world with. The, yes. a, a, a very highly um, honed capacity for choice then. Exactly. So I, generally I think those, those feministic uh, discourse is in, in our time and what we, we saw in, in, in Cologne. It's mm-hmm. very important to discuss those things but, and, and to engage in those things. But on the other side, I think that, that a, a further discussion, okay, what could happen in, in post, postmodernity with it is, is also important. So, and, and um, when, I wrote this, uh, when I wrote to you this letter, I, I talked about Foucault mm-hmm. and that I wanted to go in this direction because I, I read this, this famous quote of him that um, uh, discourse is violence. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. in, his, in his view, it's like uh, you, you impose certain narrative structures on, on the mm-hmm. uh, stream of consciousness and on, on the cultural dialogue and forcing people to behave in a certain way. So, and this is a problem with feminism, of course, because mm-hmm. as a, 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 a discourse and an, a narrative, uh, like the, the, the um, idea of patriarchy, mm-hmm. it, it is an invention, I, I think, from the woman Erika Friedlander, or I don't know what, mm. what, what her name was. It was co- firstly called The Other, but it's like, it's like an invention, but it limits the internal freedom of how we could act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and, and this this is going in, in the in the direction where philosophy and feminism and d- discourses violence going in the direction of Buddhism, mm-hmm. where like differentiation differentiation is violence because when we're getting out of the state of non-duality or um, how, however we call it, we have to um, decide for specific forms in our mind and and creating polarities and this is this is this is i think where those two things um come together well it it, it's do they have to create polarities Mm. and i think that's i think that's a real question is 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 it necessary to move to polarity if you're living in a um a medieval context Mm. in which there is a in, in which life is very predictable in a certain mm. way, but also still very much affected by uh, the weather, mm. um, by famine, by the mm. whim, the whim of a king, or 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 some such. You know, mm. um, is the, the the experience of transcendence mm. becomes something that that is. Uh, um, is, seems to be in absolute direct opposition to the the embodied mundane mm. grind of life. Mm. But is it possible to to uh, be be open? You could say using using Steve McIntosh's term. Um, I mean, it's not his, but but uh, to the infinite mm. in uh, to the infinite to. 
uh, to something that 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 transcends individuality, that is trans individual, mm. while maintaining one's individuation, so that there's not a polarity, mm. but there is a um, a both and mm. that is in operation as one is engaging. Mm. Um, I don't know what are, what what are your experiences because my my experience uh, is is okay I can enter some states of non-duality of formlessness on on one side and and as soon as I'm coming out of those meditative states or even flow states in in sports or what what not um, I always create some form of internal polarity because I'm going into this world and I guess. Steve McIntosh or this other philosopher, David Loy, he calls it the duality of dualism and non-dualism. So mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. so, and exactly. I don't know. So exactly. I, hmm. No, I think that that's great because it's it's the recognition that duality exists in non-duality, mm. and the recognition, the 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 depth recognition. Mm. It's not an intellectual concept; it's a subjective experience. Mm. The 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 recognition that 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 still within Duality, or the perception of duality, mm. within a context of non-duality, mm. is a a different way of walking in the world, and That's it true. is and it is not it, it is not polarizing, in that. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't uh, it it doesn't create these these absolute distinctions this, these kind of um, Uh, polar a kind of opposition mm. between different spheres and 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 ways of engaging with life. Could could you elaborate on that? Yeah, um, if one's attention mm. is not on uh, is not on difference. Mm. If one's attention is on on the potentiality. That arises in communication mm. between between two, and the two are not opposites, but the two are sharing something. Okay. Then we're not in a polarity, even if I'm a woman and you're a man. Or okay. If, okay. And, mm. and and this that we're sharing is not something that belongs to either of us, mm. but is part of a process that is. Uh, is much bigger than any of us, mm. and and that process itself is has a, a quality of the infinite to it. That is true. That is true. And and if we can if we can be very interested in this, mm. have that as our orienting point. Mm. What can happen here now? Mm. It's possible to to <laughs> to to bring. Bring alive in this moment mm. that we're doing together. That is part of this process. We're not polarizing. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I'm, I'm asking myself on the other side when, when I'm deciding to to do something in the world, I'm always deciding against something else. So even if I'm doing such mundane things, uh, looking at my bank account or. Mm -hmm having some plans with podcasting or whatnot, these, these are always creating some polarities or metaxies, I guess it's another name for this, where you where you always, um, yeah, where you're always like in a form of tension. Choosing. Choosing, exactly. You're choosing. Exactly. Yeah. 
But but does but I, I guess it's where does it rest? Exactly. You know, where mm. does it rest? Mm. And and where do you rest then? Mm. Also, it's like are are you um, are you only that? And how alive is that? Is that in your in your sort of living awareness? Mm. Because I mean, if if you, if we're just talking about mental categories, it's mm. like yes, this is on, that's off. This mm. is on, that's off. Or no, 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 Claro. Mm? Yeah. Um, or you know that we're kind of digitized. We can digitize ourselves in, mm. in that way. And I mm. think, but and I think that that's. In, in some ways, that's the direction that culture is is taking us, right? Mm. Is or to see how many channels we can have open at once, um, in order not to miss out on anything. That's true. But it but it's not. But we're not. Uh, we're we're starting from a place of fragmentation and then trying to grab more stuff or more channels of of communication or more ways of of being in the mm. moment or something. Mm. In order, and and that already is starting from from division, a division that is ultimately not true, mm. even though it may be experientially that which one is 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 focused on. So th this is what uh, you call the higher we, which mm -hmm. you are facil a facilitator and a trainer mm. for mm. teacher for 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 this. Mm. So right. and, and how how uh, do I have to imagine this? You for yourself, you you go around your day and and still um, not still. You you are always trying to be in this higher we to 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 um, overcome these polarities or how no how no because that would be a position of opposition to start with <laughs> right <laughs> that would be but i i think that that uh it's not it's not it, it's not like trying to exercise something all the time okay it's trying to let go okay it's it's actually a, a practice of ongoing letting go mm. and and leaning in with with you know who I am, what I've got, in into to, to meeting meeting what what arises in in front of me. Mm. It, it means making choices. It mm. means it means being uh, you know awake and and, uh, and curious about what you know what's uh, the different channels that that one is 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 is. Yeah, no, no, of course you are yeah. you are to use that term again. You are in a constant state of freedom. Internal freedom, where you can choose and creatively and co-creatively choose what what to what to do next. But you have always like uh, this this um, internal vision and freedom to, to mm. do so. This is what you what you mean. Or? Yeah, this is the aspiration. Mm. I mean, we're this, all works in progress. Okay. <laughs> where, you know, it's sort of like there's this great story about um, uh, I think it was it was early early. Be, um, Uh, in the Christian era, yeah, there was a a, a Greek philosopher sage, somewhat or somewhere in Greece, um, or maybe where was it? I can't remember who it was, but but who had the capacity to take a text, you know, a written text, okay, and to scan his eyes over it, and then someone could ask him questions about it, and he could answer them. Okay. He could read internally. People came from all around to see this mm -hmm. because texts used to be read 
you know, out loud. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm. That was how the comprehension was made. Mm. To be able to hold that in mind mm. was almost like a magic trick. Right? Of course. Mm. Of course. So, so, in many By ways, some definition, it is magic. <laughs> yes. No, <it's> true. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? How do we, how do, I don't think we still really know how that happens, right? Mm. Which is what you mean by magic. But, but that's what, I mean, I, I think in terms of... No, sorry. I, I mean because the uh, um, Egyptian god of magic, uh, Toth, is, is the same for speech and mental capacity. Uh -huh. okay. So there's the connection. <laughs> okay. um, but what I'm saying is that, that our capacities to, to, um, to be, be in a, an, a, a kind of state of openness... Mm and an ongoing state of openness and engage mm. um, is, is we're at the very, very, very beginning, I mm. think, of that capacity. Mm. And, and I know for myself, it, it, still, it still often takes very special attention. Mm. Um, uh, um, yeah, a, a practice or, mm. or real intentionality. It's not, it's not like... Um, uh, like reading is now mm. that I can do it without thinking about it. Mm. It's it's I mean it's getting it, it, it's much more a uh, you know something that is just new in, in development. Mm. But but from but what's interesting is it's like from by by seeing that this is a possibility, mm. right? Mm. And uh, and perhaps having the focus that I have, which is about something that which is about how do we as women and men mm. who are often who are very socially conditioned and deeply deeply embedded in identities mm. that are that speak to a history that we're carrying with us mm. um, how do we get beyond that mm. this is a very interesting capacity that i see beginning to to be available mm. to us as human beings mm. so so what what does it mean um um, specifically, when when you when you say where when when you for example imagine um, um, pre-rational uh, sexual evolutionary traits, mm -hmm. so how so uh, the thing which is sexis, sexism fighting, for example, is how how we do engage with these parts of our psyche. Do we go the gender way? Do we say it's all everything is constructed, or do we say okay there is like um, There is like uh, an inherent biological aspect to our being with mm -hmm. um, some specific uh, biological and sexual traits. Um, how mm, do we wrap our minds about this in this postmodern age, about those um, aspects, about those questions? So wh why did you bring up the, the, the pre-rational Because, because uh, um, it's it's uh, to to be sexually attracted to someone, it's mostly not rational. It's something mm. which which happens. So mm. this is and and I would, uh, if, if we use some form of development scale, I would attribute it to um, pre pre-rational stages of development where we are somehow um, conditioned or even even um, mm. um, yeah conditioned to 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 view it that way. You you you, um, you know what I mean or? <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I think I don't know if I would say that it's it's interesting. It's I've never thought about it that way. That that it's a pre-rational. Pre, I mean, I think I mean 
my experience and often what what I see with these things with with specifically sexual attraction is hmm. is often it's uh, often there's there there are unconscious you know shadow issues sometimes that 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 are related to our tr- attractions to people hmm. sometimes it's uh, uh, you know um, you could say the I think um, oh what's his name um, Harville Hendricks talks about the imago. Mm-hmm. You know that it's some kind of imprint from one's one's up upbringing. Yep. I mean, there are lots of lots of things that are that are involved in that mm-hmm. that are that are below the surface of our rational mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that uh, I wouldn't call that pre-rational. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I guess that's when when I think about pre-rational. I mean, what what that triggered in in my okay. My awareness is is the fact that that the um, when you look at at cultures that that are pre-modern mm. and pre-traditional, mm. um, and and actually even in traditional cultures, uh, sexuality, gender mm. were very very different than you see in the in modernity as it was expressed in the West. Mm. Yes, um, but that, that there's that there was much. Uh, there wasn't a self sense that was identified with a, a polarity of gender, mm-hmm. and and some of that is has to do with issues of role. Mm-hmm. You know, Wilbur would call that role mind or uh, yeah uh, conventionality. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, but if you're talking about about impulses, you mm-hmm. know, sort of what do we do with our impulses? What do mm-hmm. we do with the the fact that we have have desires that mm. that we're not we're we don't know where they come from. Okay. Mm. Then I, I mean I think that that's that that in that too I think we're a work in progress. I mean I don't of, think of course I don't think I think that I, I know for myself things that that were mysterious to me when I was in my in my twenties. Mm. You know, as I've I've gotten older, being mm. able to look back and go, oh, that's what that was about. Mm. You know, of course. Mm. You know that 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 was that that had to do with uh, you know with certain circumstances, situations, part of my upbringing, mm. and and I think that that's probably uh, um, that's probably something that's going to going to continue to be part of our developmental process. Yes, then maybe maybe I didn't express myself well. What what I meant was. <clears throat> Uh, independent from pre-rational, or, or so. So when you when you look at the sexual traits, what we what we find attractive, and maybe by con- by conditioning, maybe mm-hmm. by something else. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But how how um, do we do we deal with this uh, in, in a postmodern and, and feministically informed way? So do do we say okay, there is something, and we can play w- with those forms, or do, do we try to deconstruct it and be uh, totally aware of, of these things? And 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 um, so so how uh, or do we find to get a way to to, to decondition ourselves of of those perceptions well play can be a form of deconditioning can't it play mm-hmm. that's true i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that playing with with uh 
you know, different different identities. I mean, in some ways, that's that's being an adolescent, isn't it? Of you course, know? of course. You know that you that you punk out and you pierce things and mm. you know you you cross dress and you you know particularly in 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 sort of our milieus, you know, you 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 play, you find out what's what's this like, what mm. what what's it about, and in that process, you are liberating yourself from uh, from certain ideas. Sometimes it's you liberate yourself from from things that you got from your family, and then you mm. grab onto another identity, and then mm. you live that completely, and there's no room. But even that process creates a, a question. Mm. You know about well, who am I if I'm this? If I'm able to play this way, that's true. You know, yeah. who am I? And and it gives us, uh, it, it it can open us up to to question more about about what's possible. Mm. This is a simple answer for a complicated question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I I also think, you know, um, our appearance, gender. Mm. Um, the you know sexuality these are these are delightful and intriguing mm. and and can be very playful aspects mm. of 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 life i mean and and we shouldn't you know there i i, I would never so so for uh, let, let me let me ask something so so for example this uh, gender theory from judith butler you you use that as something you could also play with in your mind or is it something where you say okay this is this is um well the way we should observe our bio, uh, biology or how, our conditioning our gender or is it something okay you can use it in specific moments and and say how how do you approach this From from this informed standpoint, what a viewpoint. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I I mean it's in, it's interesting um, if if you look at at, at Butler, mm. you know, she herself has has sort of landed in a place of of presentation, right? Mm. You know, she's been pretty consistent in her presentation. Probably for I don't know 30, 35 years. That's true. Mm -hmm. And 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 I would imagine, knowing her generation, mm. um, that that uh, that there was there was a lot of experimentation that went into figuring out, you know, like so where do I want to land? How mm. is it? I mean, it, it ends up being a creative choice, right? Mm. How is it that I that I want to be be seen? What is it that I want to communicate in my mm. presentation? Okay. Um, it's different than, than I think what we do in adolescence when we're trying to figure out like how do you how do you work this thing? Mm. You know, how do you work this thing? What does it mean that I have the freedom to change mm. my my appearance or how people respond to me? Mm. A lot of it is looking to see mm. you know what what kinds of responses do I get? Mm. But uh, you know I think. Uh, um, uh, You, you think this is contradictory, or, or what? No, what? No, what? no, no, no I don't no. think it's contradictory. Mm. I, I think Butler has said that gender is performative. Exactly. Mm. Not that it's performed. Mm. It's not simply. It's not simply. This playing. is a boy. This is a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is a boy. This is a girl. Mm. You, there. You know, a child is is raised with certain expectations. Mm. Um, we're opening those expectations, and that's changing children's experience. Mm. I think. Um, And uh, I think there's, yeah, 
kids are getting that there's not one fixed way that they need to be. Mm. Uh, and I think girls have gotten that message for a long time and boys are starting to get that message also. Mm. Uh, and and uh, I, I think there are some very delicate issues that have to do with, with development mm. and the relationship between our capacity for cognition mm. and the way that cognition then applies to a, a, a construction of identity mm. and our um, our sexuality fluidity um, and 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 so forth mm. meaning again in a certain way that that you know it is it it seems to be part of of what becomes possible in mm. adolescence mm. To to really consciously play mm. with with who am I? That that is uh, the question that mm. that that an adolescent brings in you know that develops and it has to do with 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 new capacities of cognition mm. of you know that 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 as as one's mind begins to be freed from mm. the concrete mm. and begins to be able to to contemplate abstractions and to mm. think about ideals in culture think about um things that don't exist mm. then then there's there's a natural application to self mm. you know in that of course but but how how, how do you per personally approach it do you do you think that there's something biologically inherent to to our being or that it's all um, constructed. Uh, it's, um, no, uh, our gender. Is there something which are hard, which is hardwired, or is it all constructed in a way? I, What do I you think, think? I think that I think we can't tell completely. Mm. My sense is that it's both. Mm. You know, and I think that it depends on. It. We can't. The thing that's that's really difficult is that we can't take ourselves out of culture to find out. That's true. You know, you can't go, okay, let's run an experiment. Let's take 20 kids and let's raise them without any culture. Mm. And then let's figure out what happens with the ones, mm. you know, how we compare them. We know that the brain is, is, is very, brain and, and therefore hor hormonal patterns and so mm. forth are very, um, are very much, uh, are, are, are is, is very plastic. Mm. You know that it it responds very profoundly to the environment that that it's in. We mm. know that trauma actually has a very strong impact on on cognition, on the yes. psyche, on on one's response and arousal sy you mm. know, systems. Um, so we we know that that there that that as as beings, we're incredibly sensitive to certain kinds of relational disruption. Mm. Um, Some of which are are culturally sanctioned. Mm. Um, you know that that you realize that your best friend who who is uh, who's 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 African American or or mm. or African or or Muslim, all of a sudden at a certain point you realize what that means, mm. and that creates uh, that creates something in the psyche. Of course. Um, but and and that then has an you know has has a has an effect when you find out that you are a girl and what girl means in the world when you find out that you're a boy and what boy means in the mm. world these things have an an, an effect on the on the, oh. the psyche, psyche. Yes. that on, on not just on the psyche but also on 
on our material selves. But do, is, do, there, yes. is there some, there does seem to be something um, for probably a majority of people, of, of human beings, mm. um, where there's a relationship between a, a certain kind of anatomy and reproductive role and uh, and that that has certain uh, certain physiological mm. and and emotional response systems related to it. Mm. Yes. But what do we make of those things, and how do we lift them up as the right thing or a shameful thing to be to, mm. to do? Um, how much would we be to use to use uh, Freud's Freud's term, but um, what was uh, poly da, 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 poly something perversity? Ah, okay. You know how, how where we're more you know omnivorous, if you mm. will. Um, that that's un, that's unclear. So, do you know? I, I just had a deja vu. Do you know um, this book about um, the boy who has a head of phimosis? And his parents wanted to help him, went to the doctor and he fucked the operation totally up. Mm. So he got burned and uh, in the age of two. And mm. then uh, the, the parents decided um, to make a gender switch right. and raised him as a woman, as a girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in, in his mind, this is a very famous book, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, uh, something like as, as God made him. So is the name maybe, of the book maybe, something maybe like that? Maybe so. And, and it's a story about this woman yeah. uh, who suffered deep depression through the whole years. Uh, and, right. and the parents weren't talking, as it weren't explaining the situation to him. Even with six, 16 and with, by, by 17, 18, he, the, the parents told him that he is originally a boy. And right. that explained to him a lot. Right. So, so in that case... That mm. seems to have been very clear. Mm. In other cases, I don't know how clear it is. Mm. Um, although I think that that uh, some researchers have been, and I think the researcher in that case, mm. because because what's interesting, one of the m most interesting things um, about that child, I think, he was he was a twin. Uh, a, I don't remember I think anymore. Frater mm. Fraternal mm. twins. I think it was fraternal. Yeah. I can't remember, but mm. but he had he had a brother who was who um, who when when he was circumcised was fine. Oh, okay. Mm. This one this one wasn't. You know, they they a complete botch job. Yeah 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 yeah. I know. Mm. But the the uh, the doctor who mm. treated treated the family mm. um, denied and never reported all of the things that the parents said. Like, but. She rips off the dresses that we mm. put on mm. on her. Mm. You know, she she picks up the truck and wraps it, or, or she she takes the, the the baby doll and tries to drive it across the floor. You mm. know, there were some things that were very very gender gender specific. Mm. Yes, and stereotypical mm. that this girl mm. uh, would do, and the parents were very alarmed, and the mm. doctor refused to hear them. Um, so there, there's, there was a lot of scandal, I think, in the in, uh, in the research community about what they did mm. that, with that situation. But you know, you can imagine. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's an incredible range mm. in terms of uh, responses. But did this this uh, 
this child had a very deep sense of of maleness mm. that that no matter that that no matter the context around him mm. you know, his parents saying no you're a girl everyone saying you're a girl there was some way in which he didn't believe it mm. and uh, yeah that's true you know and and how different is that from somebody who is as you could say has uh, full reproductive Nothing like that that's happened. Mm. No hormone changes, and then says, "I." But I feel that I am a woman, and mm. it's so biologically chromosomal, yeah, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that's that's a, that's a different story, and I, I don't I don't know, and I think that there's there's a lot to question there. So, but but as you said, this this would imply to to be more open about both stances, so mm -hmm. that you that we don't know which is true because there. Are Evidences for for both sides, and and we can we can use both narratives and both perspectives. On, on I think this is important to to be more free and to to engage more freely in the world. I think it it shows you that that uh, I think that uh, that often that our ideas about what should be are very ideological. Mm. You know, and rather than than. Uh, this is true. This is this is what bothers me about feminism that it's mm -hmm. so that it's so rigid in a way and mm -hmm. and, and hmm. mm -hmm. yeah and 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 we it's much more I think who we are who we are even at a level of gender mm. is is so much more mysterious than mm. than we have any idea of mm. you know and what's possible you know for us as 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 human beings, mm. um, I, I think is is really yeah. It's much less boxed <laughs> than 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 you would think. Mm. Let let me come back to to this higher we training. Do you think mm -hmm. that it's um, that's forgive me my use of words a uh, little bit more communal or feminine or like like the way okay to. Um, because traditionally I, I imagine that uh, the capacity of the, the women, whatever that means, is to connect and to, to um, be socially more active. I see it with my mm -hmm. um, nephew. I have um, the, 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 the brother of my girlfriend has two, mm -hmm. two kids, for example. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> the one is a da his daughter and she's with three years uh, totally socially competent. And, and know how to play people, mm -hmm. young girls at this age, and now the the boy is two or three, and he doesn't know nothing <laughs> about. He has no social mm. skills, mm. and it's so typical in a way. Mm. So, mm. so this this was my thought. So it's well. I, let let me. Let, yeah. I mean, one of the things that that uh, I mean, this is what my you know, part of this is what my dissertation research was about. Mm. I mean, if you think about about what it what it means to a boy mm. at the age of, I mean, there, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that, that boys developmentally up until, a, I don't know when, um, I think post-adolescence, up until mm. early, early adulthood, through certain fairly objective measures, are six months behind, six months, nine months to a year behind girls mm. or females. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of speaking and so forth. But what I wonder is, is imagine, imagine being a, 
uh, a, a boy mm. and and at the and living in this culture where mm. boy and girl and man and woman are mm. still a very big deal and there's something going on there and mm. and you don't really know what I mean when you're when you're uh, very young you don't quite get what the deal is mm. you know of they there's some beautiful experiments where they they ask highly verbal two-year-olds and and if you know that's very young to be verbal but two two and a half mm. uh, to uh, they asked them you for, know, boys. You, for boys, for no? boys, boys and girls. Oh, okay. Boys and girls. Okay. And two and a half is still pretty. Two is 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 early for really being able to talk mm. um, and make sense and really engage. I mean, they're okay. Mm. But um, that if you ask them when you grow up, you know, you ask a, a, a little boy or a little girl when mm. you grow up, do you want to be a mom or a dad? Mm. Like at five, they'll look at you and say. Stop being so stupid. Okay. You know, mm. you know. I'm a boy. I'm going to grow up and be a dad. But okay. it, at but earlier, like at between two and three, when you ask them that question, mm. they'll say, "Depends on what I want." Oh, <laughs> that's good. You know, mm. it's like, mm. well, if I if I you know, some days I'll be the mommy and some days I'll be the dad. Okay, this is so interesting. They, yeah, so they don't know. They call it the technical term is gender constancy. Okay. They don't have a sense that gender is a constant that you're okay. born that at a cognitive level. They may even be responding to their environment. Mm. You know, playing with trucks or being attracted to certain things that are mm. gender aligned with a you know with sort of the dominant narrative. But but they but in terms of their understanding of things, they they don't. They don't see that there is a choice that, that they don't see that a choice has already perhaps been made for them. Yes, I, this is what I want to ask. Um, uh, um, lacking a, a better word, do they uh, make the choice at some point? I mean, you can't at this age. You you can't actually say okay, they ch they choose to be like a man or a boy or women, a girl. So, uh, but from from the um, viewpoint of of the psyche, is there like a decision? At some point, with three, four, five, that the, okay, I will. I oh, oh, how well, it does seems, it work? It, it seems that what happens is first you understand that it's constant. Mm. First, you understand that it that 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 there is something, um, something about your body, and your and your parents that you're if if you're in, we're talking about the heterosexual sort of uh, supposedly normative family. Mm. Um, that and that you're you're you have access to one role rather than the other okay what in one way of being rather than the other mm. but what i was going to say is is imagine being a, a boy and being two and starting to just beginning two between two and three really starting to get mm. like oh this woman who is my mother mm. is something that i cannot be mm. and you don't know you don't know how it works. Mm. Um, they say at that time kids start to develop a, a really interesting moral sense that things that are, uh, they, they, they often get freaked out by things that are cracked or broken mm. because it seems to be wrong. Um, that that they're, they want to do the right thing. Okay. They want, you know, it's like, and they, there's, there's often a kind of contamination fear Mm. But so here's this person who has perhaps probably nursed you, has 
made sure that you're you're alive. Mm. Make has has helped you when you're terrified. Um, has comforted you, and all of a sudden, it, the cognition comes in that you will never be that, mm. and that you need to be this other thing. Mm. And if a polarity is created. Yeah, a polarity is created, okay. or or a a distance is taken, yeah, yeah, yeah. A differentiation mm. is taken. Yes. So this is the violence, actually. Okay. Mm. And, and yeah, and there's there's a, a pre-rational pre violence. Very much. Okay. Yeah. Mm. This is and and you don't get you don't know how and and if you're in a traditional context, this is um. And you're, the the father is not an immediate caretaker. Mm. One, you don't have a uh, the things that she does are the thing. All you know is that you are not that mm. because many boys and still um, it's it's changing in our generations. Mm. You know, uh, because fathers are more involved, and this seems to be bearing up in research that that boys boys who are who are raised by by men in a very close, intimate way, yes. are different than boys who are who are raised by, you know, in a traditional context where the father is absent. So you absent meaning goes to work, isn't there most of the time, mm. etc. And um, and it, but then you realize it. So I'm not her. She has been my lifeline. He's not here for me to really get, and the and he doesn't engage in these close things with me. Mm. So I am not that. Mm. I am not the closeness. I am not the um, and. And now I'm getting where you're go going. Now. Yeah. Mm. I'm. I'm this whole range of things that she mm. is. I'm not. Oh, okay. And and how do and then how do how do I deal with that? Mm. I'm surrounded by her. Mm. She's overwhelming to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You interesting. Know, she, Very interesting. She is. She is everywhere. Mm. You know, she can pick me up and take wow. me over. Wow, this, she, is, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, she is. She. It, it's like, and that's when you. <laughs> that's when you get things like, like boys stop, start to fight. You know, don't mm -hmm. don't touch me. You don't mm -hmm. pick me up. Don't do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll come running in from outside, and they'll they'll run into their mothers and just like bang them, mm -hmm. but they won't hug them, unless they're really vulnerable, and then they often get wobbly about that <laughs> but but it creates yeah, a sense a, yes yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's the it, same sorry <laughs> I was saying, it creates this sense that that the that that the home is female mm -hmm. that you got to get outside in order mm -hmm. to like have a breath of fresh air mm -hmm. that that it, it creates this intense pushing against everything that kind of surround because she mm -hmm. is the surround um it 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 is a try I argue that it's a form of trauma mm. because it's very it's it's very confusing, very painful mm. um, at an at an at an age where you can't articulate why mm. and what's going on. And it must and be the same for a daughter and her father, but the other way around, no? No, because the the daughter has her her source of life givingness. Is yes, no, but we're talking about construction of polarities and of, of gender. So, so you, you constructed an example of how of how um, a boy perceives the mother and yeah. and uh, constructs his own personality. But for a daughter and the father, it must be the same. Uh, the different the 
different way around, but basically... It's slightly different because your core sense of who you are is not, not rooted in opposition. Oh, okay. Or difference from. Okay. So, so he can be different, mm. but it doesn't threaten your, who you are. Okay. It's like you're, you're, it's okay to be you and he's him. Mm. Because it doesn't disrupt something fundamental in terms of your lifeline. Okay. Or, or your sense of congruence. Oh, okay. Um, I think the, the time in adolescence that, that uh, in adolescence it becomes an, an issue for girls and, mm. and often things with the father become complicated mm. because, you know, often girls play around a lot with their dads when they're mm. little, you know, wrestling and climbing and, and so forth. And then uh, men become understandably very uncomfortable when their daughters develop breasts and so forth, you know. Mm. She often will still want to play, and, and the dad's like, this is complicated. <laughs> you know? I don't know, you know, mm. I don't know what I, what I should do here. And mm. the girls f experience there's something wrong with them, mm. that something about their developing body is shameful. Mm. So it becomes a very early primary source of, source of shame. There, in some families, depending on the constellation and how it all works, there can be earlier mm. sense of shame. Um, you know, we're not talking about sexual abuse or anything like that, which is which makes it uh, very different patterns. Mm. But this is this is what I'm speaking about is considered normative, and of course, I would of course. and I would say that that it is it is also traumatic. Yeah, this is what I wanted to ask. Yeah, this is your uh, is it your thesis or um, that that this uh, gender construction is is always um, uh, appearing with a form of trauma or something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, mm. that, that that normative gender, mascul masculinity and femininity, mm. femininity as we understand them, mm. are are forms of of compensation for uh, a relational trauma. Wow. That mm. that boys and girls develop differently based mm. on the the fact that mothers are are usually the caretakers, mm. and th and that that makes a difference depending on the sex of the child, mm. and that uh, and and that. Um, that girls, girls, when they begin to realize what it means to be an embodied female and what it means to enter a world in which men look mm. and they have looks, mm. if you want to put it that way, um, that, uh, that, that, that there's a power and a simultaneous power and vulnerability in that mm. um, that ends up, ends up having its own, own trauma that, that is more recessive, mm. more, you know, I'm here and I'm putting my front out there, but mm. I'm back here. Um, Interesting. So do you think um, it's part of the task of spirituality and um, psychology that we are learning to deconstruct those polarities and traumas and to... Yeah, so. yeah but I think that it's... it's, it's uh, this is, uh, these are deep structures. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is very, you very, very... deep. <laughs> yeah, very deep. I mean, it, it's... I find... <laughs> uh, I find this this sense of of uh, um, the kind of sense that 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 women are overwhelming. Mm. You know where women are. You know women and men often talking. This is this is this is stereo stereotypical. But uh, you know that that men experience women's talk as as kind of overwhelming. Like just hmm. you know. You know enough already, and women mm. are like, "What's the deal? Mm. What's you know? What's the big deal?" Mm. 
I mean, but the, these things are 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 stereotypical in 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 certain contexts. But I think there's there's um, there's a deep imprint mm. around this that that comes from uh, developmental eras or, mm. or times in our development where we, as as you say, it's like not as if you're you're making a conscious choice. You mm. can't make a conscious choice at the age of three. Mm. There's this crazy movie about Timothy Leary, we, we talked about the sun, um, where he uses LSD and this Zamadi free-floating tank to go deep and deconstruct himself and he comes out of like a zombie or something. <laughs> Do you know that movie? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy, but um, um, it's, it's not technically Timothy Leary, but it's informed by him. So. Oh, it, oh I know. It, it, it was called... With William Hurt. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Like, that's really fun. That's mm. really fun. No, he, okay. he becomes like a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, something like that, exactly. But, mm. but like a, a, a murderous one. <laughs> or really, yeah. But I mean, so, we, we, we can't, I mean, see, that's, that's what's, we, we can't deconstruct ourselves all the way to the bottom. That would be, that would be a kind of, probably a neurotic and, uh, and destructive thing to do. Mm. Um but we're going to have to we have the option to make better choices or more conscious choices um as as adults and create environments that are that are different for children to be in mm. i guess i guess so to do this um compulsively i guess creates its own trauma and neurosis but but on yeah. the other <laughs> but on the other side i think when 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 you're developing and getting um higher perspectives on yourself and the world you're equally um, capable to look more deeply into yourself and mm. to, to see what's happening. So I think, at least for me, it's development. It's always like a, a grasping from what is what is um, uh, above myself and mm -hmm. what, what, is, what is downstairs as, mm -hmm. as a matter of... Right, it's hanging onto your ankles. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a polarity as well. It's a, mm. you know, so... Interesting. So, um, uh, but you, but you were asking about the higher we work, and exactly, whether it's, exactly, and whether it's it's uh, it's feminine, and because of this connectedness and, and this capacity for exactly. connection. Well, see, that's what's interesting. Um, the the higher we work isn't based on that that kind of connection. Mm. It's not. It's not about the. It's it's not. It's not an I, an eye-to-eye -eye interpersonal, mm. you know, we. Okay. It's about a we that 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 exists beyond, in, in in a certain way, you could say beyond or beyond either of us. Okay. It's it's a trans individual we. Okay. If that makes sense, meaning that no. that it, it you know <laughs> that it takes that it takes us as individuated humans to to make a choice to be to be really interested in something that is that is just beyond my my loop of experience okay and and beyond even sharing it, it's um like someone uh, uh someone's it, it it's not just having empathy for each other or sharing mm. emotionally it's it's really about uh, letting go to the point where where one can can begin to engage with others in a mm. creative process that is that is uh, 
that uses all that we've got, but mm. but it isn't it isn't mine. Mm. You know, it isn't it isn't. Uh, um, so it's it, it it ends up being a, a kind of um, real blend between receptivity and mm. agency. Mm. A, a kind of uh, a kind of um, you have to let go very deeply, mm. very deeply, mm. in order to be awake to a much more subtle perception, mm. and 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 to be able to to like really throw yourself in, mm. uh, in in a way before you even know what it is that you're, you know, you're gonna you're going to say, mm. um, and so in that there's there's a a, a, a kind of um, a higher integration of either passive receptive and agentic mm. you know, uh, what it passive uh, active yeah active mm. agentic mm. i i really like the approach and i and i wonder um what what happened with 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 spiritual teachers like uh, like Genpo Roshi or, or Mark Gaffney or Andrew Cohn if if they were lacking this form of um, co-creation and, and if, if they were still part of like an individualistic mm. approach to, 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 to teaching. I, I think there's something really interesting um, interesting about, about the kind of threshold that we're mm. on with some of these, these ideas mm. and, uh, and these capacities that are, that are not um, that are pointing to something that, that, that That is is uh, is an integration beyond beyond the kind of polarities we've been speaking about, mm. and it, it's it's like how do you where do you go where do you go to find the post postmodern? Mm. It doesn't exist, you know. It doesn't it doesn't really exist. It's there's no real cultural formation mm. at this point that is post postmodern. Mm. I would assert that, you know. I mean, there there may be groups of people who are who are coming together to think. Use integral cognition as defined by Ken Wilber. Mm. There may be some who are trying to kind of get themselves into a, a kind of Gibbsarian uh, integral perspective. Um, you know, like what does this mean about being transparent to time? Mm. You know, what is that? Um, so there may be different. No, I, 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 I would say there's no subculture, no, 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 no yeah. sufficient amount of people. But there, are, I think, a lot of philosophers who, who are um, have, who have moved beyond postmodernity. In yes. Way. So, yes. But, and our, that's what no, I mean. You can mm. you can have a cognition. Mm. Yes. You, you can you can engage cognitively with in in all kinds of ways with mm. going beyond modernity and postmodernity. Mm. But I think that that uh, I mean to speak about I mean uh, Andrew Cohen he I think his at the at the point of how do we move forward to create a cultural form mm. in which these polarities are not mm. are not or that we're operating from a higher synthesis or a higher mm. integration of these mm. these these polarities mm. um, or how do we bring back some of the elements of modernity to to transcend postmodernity. Mm. Really, what happened was a, happened was a falling back to modernity, a mm. modern, not not modernity as an era, but modernism as a as a way of uh, as a way of thinking. Mm. So it, it it he so it became very he, he held himself out as an individual mm. in a context that demand and and as an individual and at, at at the top of a hierarchy 
in a context mm. that was attempting to go beyond that. Mm. It created an, a very deep and inherent kind of schizophrenia, you mm. could say, in, mm. in the whole experiment, because mm. that, that, is a, that is a no-go. You, mm. you can't create something that is post um, post traditional, which mm. would be the, the guru disciple mm. relationship, that is post communal, which is mm. post modern, or post individualistic, mm. um, which is modern and post modern, and and hold on to these old forms of old forms and also um, old expectations. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it takes it, it to to really do something like this. It will take a group. Um, an incredible amount of consciousness and an engagement with these mm. these questions. Mm. So um, you're saying he he, um, he or or other teacher um, was not uh, feministically um, informed about those what what the postmodern worldview is all about actually. Or, I think or, that's, or, or I think that's well. It's interesting because because he he funnily enough he expressed a lot of sympathy at different at at certain points to. Mm. You know, he, he would say his mother was a feminist, and I, mm. I think, she, you know, she was. She was a very classic kind of early 70s feminist. Um, mm. That this was something that was very much a part of his his mm. upbringing. But when when push came to shove, and, and actually this is very this is very interesting. I mean, when push came to shove with him, mm. you know, when there was uncertainty about direction or, or, or you know, uh, even... Yeah, like how, how do we make this thing work? Mm. He fell back to an earlier stage, and mm. I think one of the things that 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 we saw in, in amongst us women who are working in that context mm. was that that this stage of modernity is so alive in us, mm. you know, of course. Mm. as as postmodern people, mm. you know, that there is a veneer of postmodernity, but but for most of us, the the kind of resting point. Is um, and I think particularly most of us who are white and and heterosexual mm. and and more or less educated um, mm. that there's there's such a, a reflex mm. to modernist ideas of gender, modernist mm. ideas of of progress. Mm. You know, you bring instead of going to a different kind of eros, mm. there was kind of falling back to kind of very um, more modernist. Um, ideas of, of progress. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I mean, I, I think I think you're right that there wasn't there wasn't a, any internalization of mm -hmm. of the 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 deep contributions that that feminism has made, mm -hmm. or or even even the the contributions that uh, feminine spirituality, which mm -hmm. is say you know which I have have trouble with, mm -hmm. but I see it as a compensatory. Hmm. Kind of move, but uh, it it that that um, uh, it that there wasn't there wasn't a, a grappling with hmm. with self hmm. really I, with I, self the structures of self. Hmm. I, I I'm just thinking of something 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 else. Did you see that movie Spotlight? It was um, about these. It's a recent movie I just saw a couple of days ago. It's about um, a couple of couple of reporters who investigated um, male child abuse by priests in the Catholic mm -hmm. Church in Boston. Mm -hmm. So and within this film, there was uh, they recited like a um, scientific study that. Uh, 10 in 100 cases are 
like 10% of cases are like child abuse. And this, that this is like a normal base and um, inherent to the power structure of mm. those Catholic priests. So my, th my thinking is that when you are approached as a, as a spiritual teacher and do this alone in an individualistic way, that you always have to deal with those power structures because Absolutely. so, so you, it's, it's somehow inherent. So, but yeah. if you, but if you, For example, you're doing this with Tom, Tom Steininger, this mm -hmm. higher we training. You have always this, this part where you can equilibrate yourself mm -hmm. and, and have, uh, a, for lack of a better word, a, a communal approach to, to teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder if, if this has something to do with this. That, no, that, definitely. That Cohen and Gaffney and that all those teachers who, who are in the press recently, if they are basically standing alone there and are in a, in a situation where they have power because they have a teaching, they have mm -hmm. something to say. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I think in, in terms of... Uh, I mean, I think that there are a number of different dimensions that I think that these these uh, these teachers have kind of crossed the line mm. on. Of course, and, mm. you know, they're and they're they're different, but it, but I I think um, there's I think there's some research about about charismatic male leadership mm. that often one of the things that the man interprets from his charismatic position, mm. you know, in in relationship to to women in particular. Is that he's being looked at and mm. looked up to because mm. of of his sexual potency mm. or because of his attractiveness? Mm. So that there's an interpretation by often the solitary leader that's at the top, mm. and that that is you know sort of giving <laughs> forth that 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 the the rece the reception is mm. is a, a confirmation and a desire for him sexually on mm. the part part of the women mm. uh, and. I would say, and then women women are also deeply attracted to power. Mm. So, of so, course, this is always the other side. Yeah, exactly. So. And women women want to be with a powerful guy mm. and mm. and want that status and mm. and and even But like no it, no feminist want, wants to confirm this. this <laughs> no, no regular. Right. Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I think I mean I think Vanessa Fisher and and uh, Diane Mushel Hamilton have done some interesting conversations about about yeah. this the other side of sexual harassment mm. you know the the women who um i mean there was i think a a, a situation with one integral lead, leader who's known to be quite handy do you know mm. what the what the term handy means in this kind of context <laughs> um has roaming hands and mm. uh that but that that women women knowing that he had a vulnerability around around uh attractive women mm. would would flirt with him in order to get into his seminars for free okay and then when when he would would kind of want to be able to reciprocate mm. you know or get the other part of the bargain mm. they would cry you know this is unfair would, this mm. is mm. yeah this is mm. this is oh my my mm. my word how could this have happened mm. uh, but it, it's and I, I think you know on both sides there's there's something to look at but when a man is in a power position like that mm. um, that uh, it's a very dangerous place. Mm. It's a very dangerous place for one's own desires, one's own delusions, one's mm. own um, shadows, vulnerabilities. Mm. And, and yes, you know, Thomas and I are, are, teaching, are teaching together. And even more than that, we're working mm. in, a, in a group um, 
where we're we're trying to trying to figure out how do you how do you make a quality of consciousness be your teacher mm. you know how can we work where where there where there is a recognition that people have different levels of experience and that mm. different level of experience mm. gives you access to to awareness knowledge um intuitions mm. that are that other that people who have just started you mm. know will have mm. and yet have have the real um ground that that is the the what what de- what determines whether the direction is accurate or not mm. is is the capacity for this kind of creativity this kind of consciousness mm. this this quality of the sacred mm. um, this love to to manifest between people mm. you know it's like if that is there and vibrant and developing then something is going right mm. if it's not then there's something something off mm. and um and then that that begins to be a process of examination like well what's happening are you guys as leaders taking some kind of you know position of authority that is mm. is you know stultifying growth you know or is it you know what is it but it it's uh it's having the location of authority in the capacity to to uh grow this mm this this uh, this consciousness that I was speaking about mm. and this co-creative capacity. Mm. So, do you think this is like the, the 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 way of spiritual teaching for the future? That there are like couples who 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 are doing this and 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 um, preserve each other, not to make mistakes, which which would be done with. Well, I think a couple's too small. I mean, mm. I think that I I I. I uh, you know I, couples you know their their personal reasons to to not rock the boat in a relationship mm. and i think that that's you know i i would i would hope that that uh that thomas and i have a you know a, a frank enough relationship and and we are we're very uh you know mm. i think open with each other about about things that that uh that we don't feel are are right mm. or supportive of what we're trying to do mm. but but still i think you need you still need some other body mm. that that actually is uh is 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 not just the kind of top down recipients mm. or, but but are co-creating too and mm. and can say hey wait a minute you know mm. things haven't been working mm. you know and we think you guys I, we don't know what it is but it's something with you guys you know okay. that, that mm. would be that would be possible and we've done group evaluations where we are, we're looking at the qualities that are needed for this work and mm. you know we are we are part of the evaluation mm. we're not above it we're not mm. somewhere I understand somewhere else. Mm. you know so yes. i think things like that and i also know that like uh i'm doing a uh a weekend with Annette Kaiser and and Diane Hamilton soon and and oh, okay. we and we've been but i think that that the three of us and and i know Thomas has been part you know Thomas Steiniger has been part of conversations like this mm. too it's like the the edge that seems to be interesting is not me as as my 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 glorious self mm. <laughs> being the sole teacher that there's mm. something about about whatever it is that that we have learned 
in mm. relationship with others who have learned different things mm. and the potential for creativity and friction mm. that comes from relationships that, that hopefully are able to hold, uh, hold both uh, creativity and tension, you know, mm. or, and uh, reflection. Mm. And, and I think that that's, to me, that's a, that's an exciting, that, that, that is an exciting edge. I, mm. I'm not, I'm not motivated to, to uh, do something as sort of as an, as an individual. Mm. Um, I don't, it, it, I'm, I'm interested in this form of engagement. Of course. And I think it, it's very good for the students too, because my, my impression is that, that a lot of spiritual student, students um, lack, lack the, the, the feminist view of things. And there's mm -hmm. a lot to, to learn about. Some, sometimes when, when I'm at seminars or workshops, there are all these old gender roles and... and, and um, It's very much confined to this. Mm -hmm, so, and, mm -hmm. and I think uh, we talked about the, the teachers, but I guess the, the students too have to, to learn a lot about this in this course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, when you speak about this, you know, sort of same old gender roles, I mm. think that, I, I mean, this is something that I've been, you know, had my eye on for, for quite some time, that, mm. that I, I think that, the idea of that that often in a feminine spirituality mm. that there is a that women bring the kind of all good all nurturing all caring role into that or mm. you know can bring uh really traditional gender expectations mm. expectations and performance mm. um in as their spirituality mm. You know, it's like my spirituality and my and the 19th century gender role of being a woman hey, hey, hey. are the same thing. Mm. And to me, that's uh, that's that's problematic. Of course. Mm. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find so so much problematic. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking we're talking so much about feminism and and the good thing just to say it once more the good thing about feminism it's that 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 it can diminish so so much which is bad in our society but on the other side there um, wilbur uses the term victim chick you know like like this this habit okay i'm i'm not really offended but because i'm using this narrative i can i can can cry wolf and say oh yeah. it's it's all yeah. a, a bad and and this this is the other side and, and absolutely and absolutely i mean i It's it's uh, blown my mind mm. that Hillary Clinton has has accepted passively or passively or maybe actively it's mm. it's not clear to me mm. a victim narrative for her campaign as as a as an under underpin. Ah, yes, this is campaign. true. How? Yeah, basically, she's saying. Or, or what, what keeps getting reported about about mm. her, and it's it's unclear to me if it, I, I don't know how much she's saying it, but it's it's swirling around her campaign, and, mm. and uh, that she's been through so much. Oh, okay. She's been through so much. Look what happened with Bill. How humiliating was that? How awful. Oh. She's struggled so much. She's been up against all this horrible stuff about oh. you know this kind of anti. 
anti-woman stuff. She struggled so much. She deserves. She's entitled mm. now to be president. Whoa. And that's I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. Are, and what's what's interesting? I mean, what, what's interesting in that is mm. is I, I I read somewhere, and this was a, a while ago, that there there was either some evidence or speculation that mm. some of the reason why she won her Senate seat in mm. New York after um, Bill's presidency was over yes. had to do with women, uh, large numbers of women feeling really bad for her about what happened with Bill. Mm. She herself was like, you know, she was furious at him and it's sort of like, he's a jerk, mm. which is a polite term. But it doesn't affect me. I'm my, my own self. I'm not. Mm. But most women would have been devastated by that and projected, mm. I think, their sense of devastation onto her. Mm. And and uh, to see this kind of to see this being being a way that they're trying to either manipulate the public to mm. to feel bad for her um, because there's a, there's a lot it is is mind-blowing to me. Mm. This is very interesting. A couple of days ago, um, I've read an article about the different strands of the uh, Democrats oh. in, in, in oh. the United States. So there's... Um, because normally I, I uh, associate the liberals with postmodern and liberal values and mm. the Republicans more with traditional and even modernist values. So just just by saying so and... and um, The, the article, the, the, the writer argued that Hillary Clinton is like on the right, like um, near-Republican side of the, of the Democrats, where Bernie Sanders is like more on the tradition of, of JFK and mm -hmm. Lyndon Johnson and, and, and that's it. And that Bill and Hillary were mostly to this, uh, um, um, adhere to this modernist view. Mm -hmm. Of things, and in, in this respect, such such expressions make sense, I guess, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. she has to observe herself as an as a victim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no? Well, 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 no. I mean, I think that there she she could she could run her on her. I mean, if she's trying to attract women, mm. I'm at, I think she could run on a record of how much she's cared. Mm. You know, you could you don't have to simply go. To the victim role, which which modernist women as mm. well as postmodern women understand, mm. you can you can go to a uh, you you can if you want to evoke a, a stereotype, mm. um, you can you can express care. And what's interesting, I, I think I think this is actually really quite interesting. I, I mentioned I mentioned to you that that. Um, Uh, that studies show that men men in positions of power when they're up in, on the podium mm. that, that, that it's a that it's a, a sexual often a, a real like they they want me okay. you know? mm. and that a sense of of like wow but women women up in front of a crowd it's often very scary at a very okay. deep I think mammalian level it's like they're all looking at me okay you know I'm either going to be lunch or I'm going to mm. be you know or I'm going to be be the next uh, next potential fa uh, mother of their children mm. you know it's like it's like yikes um, but the do you think this is imp this implies to view uh, oneself as a, as a victim of, yeah, of well, oh, well okay. one I think it can make make that you feel that mm. because you feel so kind of I mean I think with Hillary is what I was going to say is is that rather 
for her to kind of dig deep and like kind of open her herself mm. wise and say, because if you look at her record, it's amazing. I mean, mm. she's been fighting for women and children and educate. I mean, all these things that are traditional, like sort of, you know, things that, that women are looking for in a candidate mm. and, and women care about. She has done extraordinary work. Mm. But for her to present that kind of open hearted persona mm. in an environment that is so hostile, mm. I, I think it's really hard. Mm. And I think she can't, and she doesn't seem to have the character mm. in public, in that kind of public arena, mm. that degree of hostility to do it. I'm not, sh I don't know who could, mm. but it's, it's, uh, it's quite something, I think. Mm. It's um, quite hard, I, I, I would imagine. It's scary. But, mm. <laughs> it would be really mm. scary. Mm. I don't know if you if you ever see Saturday Night Live when you when you are in Frankfurt, but sometimes I see it, and there's this great impression of Kate McKinnon. She plays Hillary because yeah. she's she has simply to loosen up. She wants to, but she can't. Yeah, so that's right. a problem. Right, mm. right, and I think it may be these two impulses, mm. right? You mm. know, one impulse is the one impulse is something that's driven her entire life, which is about bringing she's much more progressive liberal whatever than bill was mm. she's always been been to the to the left of bill clinton her mm. husband but but there's that impulse that is you know that people see often one-on-one -on -one with her you know there people will say you know she called me and asked me how can i help mm. you know she was there she's she's there from mm. you know she's been there for me and and um, in these, in, in, at important times, but but that being blocked by terror, mm. you know, terror of being being so attacked mm. constantly. Mm. And it, you know, it's like, <coughs> what do you do? Yeah, on the other side, you you have to have um, like a specific psychological condition to expose yourself in the first place. You know why why would you why would you do this? <laughs> you know you know what's what's ahead of you. You know that you're under scrutiny. You know all all the stuff that will happen. Why why would you even suppose that you can rule a country? I mean, you have to be crazy in a way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder about that. But, <laughs> but you, you also, they're, they're also saying that, that uh, this is the reason why there aren't more women going into politics. Mm. I mean, there are more and more women going into politics, but it, that it's very slow. Mm. And it's like when you see this kind of thing, it's just like, mm. whoa. Mm. You know, I, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to be in the middle of that. I don't mm. want someone to, to, to attack me that way in mm. such personal, vicious you know, vicious ways. It's awful. Mm. On the uh, other side, this I've, uh, uh, I've read once that um, those male rock stars, when they are in front of the audience of, I don't know, 80,000 people, that they not, not only have sometimes really erections, but they, they have orgasms on, on the stage. Because that's what I'm they're, saying. <laughs> yeah, they're that's so, exactly. they're so what, excited. Right. But that's what I'm saying. It's a very different... Mm. You know, I think that that's what I mean. A man in front of a like a a crowd that's saying, "Oh, you're awesome." It's like, huh. you know. Exactly. But that's a very but and see that, that that's why you can't you. The relationship between culture mm. and biology, the relationship between having a penis. Mm. That is something that you you go <laughs> go with. <laughs>
and bring to and having a, a, a vagina that is that where you're penetrated mm. that that the the significance of that on a mammalian level mm. practically and and within the context of, of, of culture it, it these things are they may not be they're they're deep aspects of our our experience of embodiment They're yeah, preformative. They must be part of our mental ar architecture in a way. Absolutely. Eric Erickson, the, the famous psychologist, uh, did, uh, did an experiment with, um, with, with children, at, I think at the age of like three and four, mm. with, uh, with blocks. He gave them, you know, building blocks. Okay. And the boys, what did the boys build? Houses and... Cars? I don't know. Hmm. No, they built towers. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. That they then hmm. knock down, right? Hmm. Uh, I mean, we know that 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 males have have erections in utero. Hmm. You know, it, it a, a relationship to something that's that's that goes up and that feels good hmm. is is a very early experience. Hmm. And that and that uh, and that the girls made enclosures. They made like. Circular oh, okay. Mm. That were kind of the base, the base of a house, or, or, or something, something like mm. that. And you know, he said it, he he didn't say much about the experiment, but he said, look, you know, this this is um, this sense of our. I mean, Freud said our the first ego is a body ego. Mm. You know. We we write our experience of physicality onto mm. the onto the world. It becomes part of the way that we engage with of uh, with with life, and it's a very early conditioned template. Yes. Um, and it's so deeply it's so deeply ingrained, even culturally. I I, I saw recently a picture of twenty uh, different holy. Uh, uh, Marys, holy Marys. So mm -hmm. in, in this specific posture, and beside was a picture of a, a, a vagina. So it's basically the same. <laughs> so from, from, from the graphics, you know. Yeah. So you mean like the, the holding, she's holding and there's the infant there? You mean yeah, like no, that? She's, she's, uh, she's, um, she, she has a rope, mm -hmm. her head, and then she spreads her arms. Yeah. And she has like her, her it's, it's, and it's in, in this oval yeah. form. Yeah, and these depictions are always the same, and they always resemble the the the, the female genitalia. Yeah, interesting, interesting, fascinating. So. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That makes sense because they they they, they and when the, when the infant is there, it's often like he's floating in the womb. You know. So, mm. You know. I even I. I don't know. Um, I, I I was re recently in, in Barcelona in, in in a bar and uh, I saw this there the, the first time. I don't know if you could see it by Skype. I will I will show you what I mean because it's really interesting. Um, these. Let me see. Where is it? Um, maybe it's not a good idea. But where is it now? There it is. It's a. Can you let me see? Oh. You see, this is what it was a picture. Uh huh. Uh, a, a freaky picture of the whole, um, Holy Mary, but uh -huh. in that That's specific in, in this specific pose. Can you see this uh, over there? I, 
Actually, what it looks like to me is is a is a, a penis in a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, I, I I sent you the picture. No, it's really interesting those those deeply ingrained yeah. things in in our culture. So, and but this is for me. This is the, the part where where feminism and gender and spirituality and psychology all converge, mm. right? and where where we can learn to to observe those things and, and and grow and to to move beyond all all those things, those narratives, and 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 be a little bit more free, I guess, to to or co-creative, as you would say, and and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, I guess that would be the hope, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But no, because if, if you, I think it's why uh, anybody who's interested in gender really needs to do deep consciousness work. Mm. You know, because if if uh, if you don't, then you will be driven by your impulses. Mm. You know, your just your your impulses, your conditioned impulses, or reactions. What do you mean by intergender? You mean in the discourse of gender, or, or what do you mean? Yeah, if no, if you're if you're concerned about feminism or men's rights or mm. you know or what's going on with men and women, mm. that you that if if that's a, a, a concern, mm. then to me to me the the um, you one needs to do deep. Mm. Consciousness work mm. in order in order to be able to develop uh, uh, a sense of possibility mm. beyond beyond the mind and beyond the conditioned self, mm. and a sense of opening to to different a different capacity for development. Yes, um, and if because otherwise you're kind of you're in in either go with it or react against it or. Uh, that kind of mode, at, mm. you know, you're, which isn't freedom. Reaction isn't freedom. Mm. I, I'm, I, I was asking myself, this is if gender and feminism are not in a way contradictory, because mm. if, if if gender says okay everything is constructed like in, in this Judith Butler uh, stance, then then the whole idea of feminine rights. Uh, patriarchy um, must must be constructed as well. So the foundation of feminism collapses in a way if you adhere to, to gender thinking. You know, do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, I think I think this is a concern. This is this has been, I think, a tension amongst uh, uh, women activists. Or you know, it, it, it's like if um, the, the the gender conversation takes away from the Women pursuing their own, you know, goals of mm. of equality in, in, mm. in the culture. I, I think it. I think that all of this, excuse me, all of this work, <laughs> all of this work um, uh, raises questions about what what is equality. Exactly. Mm. You know, exactly. I mean, when you have men in their roles and women in their roles and you say and women say but you're able to 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 engage in the world and business and politics and I'm not and then you say okay let's open the doors and let you go and you do what you want mm. there um funny that it doesn't go the didn't go the other way around and there wasn't that much interest in in that but mm. um but that that uh then it seems all very simple but when you start to question the fundamentally the the basis of 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 what it means to be man or woman, hmm. you know, how manness and womanness is is constructed. Hmm. Um, 
and realize that we don't know. Mm. And, we don't, and that if we're moving toward a post-postmodern really phase and stage of, of life or something that would, could be called integral, mm. that we're talking about something that, that is going to reconfigure the, this whole mm. paradigm yes. um, and would have to. Yes, I guess um, that's the reason why many many people uh, there's a statistic um, are, are egalitarian. Oh God, this is a bad word. Uh, egalitarian. So mm -hmm. uh, they they adhere to the philosophy that everyone should have the same rights, mm -hmm. but are not necessarily feministic because mm -hmm. feminism is the fight for women's rights against patriarchy. Patri yeah. pa patriarchy. Patriarchy. So, mm -hmm. so exactly. So, and that we have to. Um, Yeah, move move beyond those narratives exactly. Right, no? right. <laughs> mm. So this is this oh. is really exciting. Mm. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> it's good to spend some time with you. Yes, we did mm. nearly two hours, so it's wow, time oh flew by. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thanks so much, Tom. I I have I must confess I have nothing more to say at this moment. I have to <laughs> process it all and 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 hmm. then come back. Mm, of course, <laughs> I would like to do this again. Okay, great. I would too. <laughs> I would too. Are, are you are, are you going to uh, are you going to Budapest this year? I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet. Do you? Yeah, I'm not planning to go. Oh, okay. But, But I guess it's a little uh, this this integral European integral conference. It's a little bit outside uh, of Budapest. Budapest itself, yeah. Yes. It's on the lake. It's I had a pod lake. I had a podcast with with Dennis Vitter oh, good. about uh -huh. about this uh -huh. uh, conference. Good. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, cool. Yes. Good. Okay. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. This this was fun. Yeah. Thank you, yes. Tom. <laughs> Thanks for asking me. And, and of course. Yeah, and great, great to talk to you. Yes. No. Yes. Of course. Mm. You're always in, in uh, doing your th your things with 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 uh, with um, Thomas. But I thought it is time that you can um, say your stuff and right. and. Well, I don't. Want, I, I, it, it's interesting. I don't want to uh, drop the gender. Well, I'm interested in gender rather than women at the mm. moment, mm. which is different. As you know, as you just said, mm. um, but uh, I um, I don't want to drop that. But I'm also mm. seeing that that to, to to try to work solutions, you have to kind of go in a beyond that because when you try to have people imagine imagine how things could be different, mm. um, or to to try to grow into something different, the patterns are so deep. Mm. You have to really try to switch the frame in order to get people to start to even think creatively about where we could go. Mm. And that's part of what I'm interested in. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Have a nice evening. Yes, you yes? too. You too. Okay. Adios. Bye -bye. Adios.